Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. We had some good stuff from D'Amico Ryans yesterday at the Combine. Nick Casario will be meeting with the media today. We carried D'Amico's press conference yesterday. I would assume we're carrying... uh, Nick's press conference uh, today on the station. Christian Harris, I thought one of the really bright spots in on a team full of bright spots last year. Second half of the season, Christian Harris was really, really good. Got better as the season went along. Played some of his best football at the very end of the year in the playoffs. Here was D'Amico Ryans yesterday saying, sky's the limit for Christian Harris. No, sky's the limit for Christian. Christian is one of the, the fastest linebackers that I've had a chance to work with. Very explosive, instinctive player, so I'm excited. I see last year as Christian's rookie year. That was his first year, and I'm excited to see him build off of what he did last year. You know how you know people with multiple kids, Seth, don't like to uh, necessarily say so-and-so's my favorite. You know, they're all my right. favorite. They're all tied. Yeah. Um, secretly, like I think D'Amico as a coach, you know, maybe especially a defensive-oriented coach, maybe the same way, but I feel like if you were to feed truth serum to D'Amico Ryan's, like he's got a soft spot in his heart for Christian Harris, linebacker, oh. Alabama. You he know? just gave him a mulligan on his rookie season. I know. He yeah. said, I said, I look, I say that last year is his rookie year. He basically said, "Hey, look, I'm not going to judge you by third year player standards. You're you're just you just really learned how to play football last year, man." Lovey Smith and uh, <laughs> okay, that's I wanted to ask you about that. <laughs> if I'm Lovey Smith. And I'm driving around Houston. I don't know if Lovey still lives here or not, but let's say he's driving around wherever he is. He's listening to Sports Radio 610 on his Odyssey yeah. app, listening to In the Loop. Lovey the Loophole is listening to In the Loop, and they're playing the D'Amico press conference, and he hears that answer. Does Lovey just take his Starbucks and throw it at the radio? <laughs> Was that shade? No, no, let me, let me stop there. Have it happen all year. Sometimes divorce is a good thing. It is. He's told us that 86 times. Somebody reminded me that the other day. And I don't know why. 
It was all, I had blocked out all my memory of him saying divorce is a good thing. <laughs> Sometimes divorce is a good thing. He said it for every guy that ever got cut. And they cut was, a lot of guys. No, 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 no. Remember? He said it. That we started to use it as a gauge for whether or not he liked the guy. Oh, yeah, Because yeah, yeah. It, it seemed like he would say it with guys. There, there was a little bit of a correlation with guys that yeah. may have had locker room issues or yeah. might not be the most solid dudes. He would say sometimes divorce is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Is, uh, is Christian Harris kind of flying under the radar as a reason why the Texans can take a big step up defensively this year? Uh, I, you know, I don't know if he's even flying under the radar because they're at the end of the season. He had some huge games in big circumstances. It, was it the Colts game or the Browns game? Browns game, he had, the Col- the, he had the pick six against Flacco. That, oh, and he had a, a super productive day, too. Yeah, that yeah. was when you guys had him after the, uh, in the postgame show. Yeah, maybe. I, I th- yeah. yeah, I think we may have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was wearing a sweater by Lululemon. I remember. <laughs> I was sitting in the studio. And, oh, that's uh, right. Guys, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, um, I look. This is the thing about Christian Harris and him being, according to D'Amico, a second-year player because he looks at last year like it's his rookie year. Yeah. Uh, the big thing with linebackers is, all right, you got to have a green dot guy, the guy that gets the that gets the where the 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 speaker to get to be the play caller. Yeah. And he's going to be, he's going to make the calls. He's going to line everybody up. And I, I don't know if Christian Harris is that guy yet. So that's one of the factors you have to look into when you start looking at linebackers signing free agency or, or perhaps taking the draft. Like, I don't, I, like, I think they need a guy that can be the play caller. So Christian Harris can still focus on learning exactly how to play football, maybe two or three years down the line he can become the green dot guy. But right now, I think that a, like a guy like Levante David, if you could pry him out of Florida, which I don't think he probably will. I like that a I, lot. I think he could be really good because Levante David still, he's not as awesome as he once was in coverage, but he's still very productive and still good in coverage last year. I, I like that idea. It's one of the things that gives me a little pause about Patrick Queen because I think that in Baltimore – I think they looked at him as a guy also that wouldn't shouldn't be the green dot guy. He should be a guy that can just focus on playing football. Yeah. So I don't know. That comes down to like if D'Amico wanted to go big and go after Patrick Queen, Patrick Queen is 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 that side of it. Are you going to have a green dot guy? Um, like Frankie Louvu is very complete football player, not as athletic necessarily, but the kid from Carolina. Yeah. I, I brought this up on my live stream yesterday, and I said, you know, I don't know if he's just I don't know if he's in coverage. What these guys are looking for. And multiple people made the point that um, he looked pretty good in coverage versus the Texans. <laughs> he did. Yeah. Oh he yeah, did. that yeah he was all over he the did. place, wasn't he? he yeah. Did. So I might be overthinking it there. So either Luvu or Patrick Queen would be like the big ticket items that that would be exciting. Mm-hmm. Levante David is a guy that wouldn't be exciting necessarily, but man. I think he'd be a great influence on, oh. on on Christian Harris and maybe get him ready to be that that full time play caller. He would be pretty inexpensive too. Uh, you know, he's not Patrick Queen's going to cost you top top of the market, and I'd get excited if they signed Patrick Queen. Um, but I think Levante David is a signing you can make, and then your splash signing can go be maybe somewhere on the defensive line with Wilkins or Josh Allen or somebody well, like that. Okay, for whatever it's worth, the one PFF projection for Levante David's contract is one year, five million dollars. I saw that. I, yeah, I think the I think the Bucks. I feel like that's a sweetheart deal for the Bucks if you were to take that. I think I, I'd be cool with the Texans giving him a one year deal more lucrative than that. We should mention the Bucks are another team that's starting to dump guys because they got to open up cap space. You know, they got to yeah. trying to pay Mike Evans. They're trying to pay Baker Mayfield. So Shaq uh, Shaq Barrett is going to be out on the market now. It turns out you can't do everything. 
You know, just uh, you got you know, eventually you got to make some cuts. Um, so uh, CJ and Will, the two anchors, that's what D'Amico Ryan's called them yesterday. How do you top the 2023 draft night? Wow, that was uh, that was an exciting draft last year to be able to get. All right, two of the top players in this in the draft class last year to get CJ and Will and two anchors for our team for our locker room that was that was very important for us to get both guys. How do we follow that up this year? We continue to add guys who fit the Texans culture, and that's guys who are made of the right mindset, guys who have that relentless mindset, guys who are true competitors, guys who love football, guys who who love pushing their teammates to be their best, guys who want to be the best at what they do, right? We add those type of players to our locker room. That's how we follow up a, a great draft last year. That the the two anchors thing at the beginning is what jumped out to me because I felt I, I felt it the night sitting at the draft party. I'm like, man, this is like I feel like there was a point in the week leading up to the draft where like D'Amico and Nick like looked at each other and like, are we going to do this? Yes, we're going to do this, man. We're going to we are going to make a move. There's going to be a lot of people that aren't going to like the second move we make because we're going to give up a lot of stuff to go get Will Anderson, but this is going to be a transformational day for the Houston Texans where we are going to get our leader on the offensive side for the next 15 years at the most important position in team sports, and this kid who was our first visit of our 30 visits to the building, Will Anderson, who we loved from the second he set foot in the building and who everybody at Alabama said was a culture setter for Alabama, he's going to be that for us too, and we're going to give up whatever whatever it takes to go get him. Two anchors, man, and it worked. Worked even better than they thought it would work, probably, in their rookie got, years. Got a bloody nose, Sean. I apologize. You do? Then what you think I was distracted by the text line or anything? I've got a bloody nose, but I'm gonna I'm gonna power through it and tell you that the, the splash signing, like this year, the splash would not be as great or as big as obviously last year, which was an all time splash maneuver. Yeah. And trading up for Will Anderson. Can you hear the nasaliness here? Yes. Uh, We've talked about Brock Bowers, that if Brock Bowers, the tight end out of Georgia, fell to the middle of the first round, that maybe that, that the Texans might trade up for him. I swear I saw a mock draft yesterday that had the Texans somehow getting Byron Murphy. Yeah, it was Bucky Brooks. Tackler. Yeah. Bucky. I, like, that would be awesome. And they didn't, they didn't have to trade up for him, right? Nope, picked him at 23 in Bucky Brooks' mock draft. Oh, yeah. Oh, that'd be, you know who would be excited about that? Who? The, our next guest. John Harris. John Harris? Yeah, we'll ask yeah. him in an hour or so. He's going to we'll jump ask him on if that's us. possible or not. Yeah. If, that's, uh, if, if, if that could happen. Yep. Um, yeah, Bucky Brooks had him, uh, had him going to the, uh, to the Texans. Byron Murphy from, from Texas. Um, here's another one from D'Amico Ryans on C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud's demeanor, his calmness, when did you first notice that? Well, it started right here at the combine, right, when you were evaluating young players you see CJ come into our room in the formal interviews and just see, you know, he had that calmness about him, right, in the room. And you can tell, for me, I can tell instantly, like, if a guy, you know, has what it takes. Right? And I, I saw that in CJ when he first sat down and he began to speak to us about his background, right, and his college experience. And then you see, right, his teammates and how they spoke about CJ. I remember being here last year and every Ohio State a teammate that sat in our room, they spoke highly of CJ and the type of leader he was and what he meant to them and the things that he did to those guys to help them. So it's uh, you can't hide, right? Your true character always will will show, 
and it showed that CJ was a, a really great guy, raised the right way, and he was the same guy throughout the entire year. He didn't change, right? And that's a uh, true testament to his upbringing, his family, his parents, and the way they raised him. Yeah. Um, D'Amico, and we'll, we may talk about this later in the show, but I hear stuff like that, and I see these coaches that don't go to the combine. Like I, D'Amico strikes me as a guy who wants to be in a room getting the vibe on these guys. That, yeah, it was interesting when he said you can tell the moment a guy walks in the room. I, I wonder if he was talking specifically about quarterbacks versus other guys. Maybe. Because other, like every other posi- almost every other position, I would say, man, there's all different types. And I, I think D'Amico would probably agree with me on this. I mean, there's some guys that are incredibly introverted. There's some guys that are incredibly extroverted, but they're awesome football players. With quarterback... There's definitely there's just a presence about good quarterbacks. You know, there's like a certain it's different. There's a certain command they have and yeah. a confidence they have that I feel like that's valid to judge it in that situation. The biggest thing with CJ, I think, for why coaches would want to be on the combine is just what D'Amico said about what are D'Amico's or what are CJ's teammates saying about him, and like every offensive lineman in college football when asked about his quarterback leading up to the draft is going to say at the very least, yes, I very much admired this quarterback. Yes, he was a leader of men. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, he did everything right. Like, they're, they're not going to sell the guy out. No. Um, but I think with CJ, there's specific stories people can tell. Yeah. And they can talk about CJ having, having them over for dinner. Not to mention, like, CJ kind of taking care of them on the NIL side of things. Amen. Like, CJ just, not just saying the right things in his own interview, but, like, CJ's teammates saying Giving stories, not adjectives. Yeah. Like anybody can say, yeah, he's a hell of a guy. But like when you have a story about why he's a hell of a guy, that, that resonates a lot more. No doubt. Um, D'Amico met with the local media as well. He did his national media session. I don't know what order they went in, but there's some cuts too from meeting with some of the, the local folks on the Texans beat. Um, this was the biggest layup answer out of all of them. D'Amico was asked, hey, um, would you rather build using veterans or would you rather build, you know, veterans or rookies? Do you have a preference on building through either of those avenues? Not necessarily so. I always look at it. I tell the young guys, they can step up and they can lead from the from the start if they are the right guy for that position. So I don't feel like you have to have a veteran at one particular spot on the team. I feel like there are a lot of rookies who come in and they excel from the start in this league just because they have the right mindset, they're made of the right stuff. So I don't limit, like, okay, I need to have a veteran at this spot or that spot. Whoever is the best guy, that's who I want out there, whoever can help us the best, help us win games. Rookie, eight-year veteran, whoever is the best to help us win, that's who I want. Okay, I'll say it, D'Amico, because you didn't say it. Sometimes rookies come in and they're just the best guy and they're good leaders. Right. Like you, D'Amico. <laughs> like yeah. You, right? I mean, that was the biggest layup answer out of all of them. D'Amico is an answer, is, a, is an example of a rookie who came in. You were there. Your last year with the Texans was his first year with the Texans. Yeah. You yeah. saw it up yeah. close. D'Amico's not going to be uh, the high school coach who plays you just because you're a senior. That's right. He'll, he'll start a sophomore over you. He will. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, I know you've been here. Yeah, oh, great. Yeah, oh, oh, you did all the required things, and that somehow guaranteed. No, no, you suck. Cool story, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, D'Amico was good yesterday, man. He was good. We got a lot of texts uh, from earlier, Seth. You did. We'll, we'll, we'll do the segment again later. Seth had a really good breakdown of Derrick Henry versus Saquon Barkley. Had some stats. Had some comps, things like that. Um, there's it's the authoritative guide to why Derrick Henry was good, would be a better man. signing it was, than it, it, Saquon Barkley. It was good yeah. stuff. It was, we'll do it again later. Um, 
But there are some folks out there saying, hey, man, um, Josh Jacobs, why is he not in here as the uh, as the third man in this conversation? He actually, you all are sitting here comparing Barkley and Henry in 2022, yeah. where the guy who actually led the league in rushing that year is also a free agent. Right, yeah. I actually, I like Josh Jacobs better than Saquon Barkley as well. When it comes down to all those grittiness factors, by far, I, I very much like Josh Jacobs. I think that the, the appeal for me about Derrick Henry is this. I still think that he's very much still at the back end of his prime, but still in his prime. He's in that category of Frank Gore's and Curtis Martins and Adrian Peterson, if he hadn't run into legal troubles, that can very much thrive in their 30-year-old season and 31-year-old season. Um, And he's been way better than Saquon Barkley. But I do think that he's not going to be as pricey as Josh Jacobs or Saquon Barkley. And I think you can get more reasonable terms on there. And and the other part of it, too, is he's the right kind of veteran leader. And and this depends on him and what he wants. If he's cool with not being the absolute bell cow, you know, and and sharing reps with a Devin Singletary or somebody, or or a Damian Pierce, perhaps, he's very much thrived in an outside zone running system before. Yep. Very much. And it's it's not so easy for running backs to figure it out all the time. I think he can be a really good mentor for those younger guys. Even if not, like he doesn't have to take them under his wing and, you know, buy them lollipops or anything. But just in seeing how it's supposed to operate, I, I think he can be a huge asset for the offensive line as well. Because, like, Arian Foster wasn't just good as a running back. He was good at communicating with the offensive line about things. There's a lot of back and forth between the O-line and the running back in, in a system like uh, this. We, we heard D'Amico talk earlier, and we'll play the audio again uh, later in the show, um, yeah. that he, he would love to have Devin Singletary back. I love the idea of a Derrick Henry, Devin Singletary backfield because now Devin yeah. Singletary is put in the role that you originally signed him for last year. Which, I, I mean, I thought deep down they wanted Damian Pierce to be their hammer on first and second down, and Devin Singletary is your versatile third down back who catches the ball out of the backfield. Yeah. It didn't work out that way. You get, you get Derrick Henry in here as, as not, not your bell cow, but your guy who's, you know, he's, he's your conventional running back, and then Devin Singletary comes back here and plays that role. I Put it this way, I'd rather have Devin Singletary and Derrick Henry for a combined twelve million, then have Saquon Barkley come in here for twelve million, and then whatever else is in the running back room after yeah, that. Yeah, you know the that projected contract for Saquon Barkley, three years, thirty six million dollars. Like that at least makes sense. It's the I, and I'm guilty of this. I'm guilty of not remembering that man. The the running back discount is probably already baked into the contracts these guys are going to get. Like I don't know if the Nick Chubb contract or the Christian um, McCaffrey. Alvin, Elvin McK- Elvin Kamara. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're up there contemplating whether or not to cut Nick Chubb right now in, yep. in, in Cleveland. And Kamara you know? in New Orleans. Nick Chubb. Yeah. Right. So I don't think that that contract's happening. Yeah. And I, I, I will confess that the thought of that, like Saquon Barkley getting that type of contract is what was really scaring me. Yeah. I'm, I'm doubtful that it, if the Texans compete on that level, I'll be very disappointed in the Texans. Yeah. If it comes down and it's a reasonable level, then okay, that's a different conversation. Yeah, like eight or nine million, maybe ten. That's like twelve. Twelve feels like a lot. Maybe I'm maybe I'm nitpicking. Um. All right. Um. Free agency nuggets from the combine yesterday that impact the Texans. We got the GM in Tampa Bay speaking. We got the GM in Baltimore speaking. We've got franchise tags that are getting doled out. These things all impact. The Houston Texans, and we will uh, we'll dissect coming up next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. 
That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Payne and Pendergast with you. We were just talking during the break. <laughs> um, these, I don't know what, I don't know why. Maybe it hits different this year because the Texans are super relevant. You know, they're 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 an ascending team um, who's got a bright future and a lot of cap space. So maybe the combine and all these GM press conferences and head coaching press conferences hit differently this year because oh, as yeah. we're as we're about to demonstrate, things that other GMs are saying affect the Texans. But I just said to Seth during the break, I'm like, man, between like Raheem Morris saying like, well, if the quarterback was good last year, I probably wouldn't be here as the new head coach. Between Sirianni, Ben, can you get Sirianni queued up again? Is that is that too hard to find? Uh, Nick, between Nick Sirianni yesterday saying this. Nick, do you think Jalen needs to be more of a vocal leader next uh, next season? And how do you think he did last year leading the team? You know, everybody, there's not a book that is written on this is how you lead, right? People lead in, in different ways. Oh, dude, there's like a thousand books written about it. Like the, between that, so many books. like all the little, all the little <laughs> nuggets. All the little nuggets from the other GMs. I'm like, man, this combine isn't like they could shut down the combine after today. And I'd be like, that was an amazing combine. And people would be like, Sean, nobody even worked out. I'm like, who cares? It was awesome. They're like, we got a lot of stuff these last couple of days. I think this is part of it, Sean. Yeah. It's, um, you can enjoy a party and life a lot more in some respects when other things in your life are going well. Yeah. I, like, okay, look, 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 money doesn't make you happy, but money does remove a lot of obstacles that can stand in the path to happiness. So, you know, like, you, you still, if you still got other obstacles, it's not going to make you happy, but it removes a lot of obstacles. And I feel like the Texans right now, like when we watch the Texans at the combine or watch the combine in general, it feels like they just paid off their mortgage. Yeah. Uh, they don't like they don't have any student loans or anything, yeah. and they're just enjoying a nice cocktail yes, party. Yes. Versus two years ago, it was like oh, credit card debt out the wazoo. Right. You got your 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 loan and money to your uncle, even though you know you shouldn't. It was all it was a big old mess. This yeah. is how I felt the last check that I wrote for college tuition for one of my kids. Yeah, this is how yeah. I felt. I'm like this. This is it. This is the last check. This is the last penny that any of these undergraduate institutions is going to get. That's what this is, Seth. <laughs> yeah, great analogy. A I weight has that. been lifted. 
the FICO score has gone up. That's what it is. Yeah. They're roll- the Texans are rolling through the combine. Yes. With a, like a, Dude. Oh, let's, call it, let's call it a 750 FICO score. Hell they're yeah. not up in the eights yet, you know, but they're like, it's, it's a good place to be. Yeah. They've got credit. Yes. Yeah. I can relate to that. <laughs> not the eights so much. I, yes, I can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sevens i could get there i love getting those credit sesame emails saying your fico score increased that's a it's a rush kind of like nick sirianni and gms and coaches and whatnot at the combine here is okay then some of you are going to need to sit back and listen here and i and i think I, I say this i would love mike evans on the texans i don't want mike evans at what peak market is going to be for him and the buccaneers are going to have a lot to say about this here is jason light the GM of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, when asked yesterday about free agent wide receiver Mike Evans. You know, that, that was obviously out there. And I decided to table him and then focus on the year. And, man, did he focus on the year. He had a hell of a year. And I'm happy for him. Um, and bet on himself, too. He's an unprecedented player that we want him to be a buck for life. Um, we're working towards that. And, you know, it obviously takes two sides. I know, I know he wants to be a buck. But, I mean, to get the deal done, I mean, we both probably have to strain a little bit. But uh, we're working towards that right now. And, uh, you know, a, a good deal is always, you know, it takes some time. So, for both sides. I, I think the one thing I might tie to this, Seth, is that the Buccaneers are cutting Shaq Barrett. So, they are doing things. I don't know what their total cap situation is. Um, but, I mean, they're, they're, they're doing things to clear out space. They've got Baker Mayfield. They've got to figure out as well. Baker Mayfield yeah. was there on a one-year prove-it deal, and, and he had a really he had a good season last yeah. year. This is another one with, uh, with Mike Evans where I feel like I, I've let like, various uh, you know, personal arguments flow over into like, the way I'm talking about the player. I, and I'm on record as, you know, before all of this, loving Mike Evans as a player. Yeah. And like, like, I like him as a free agent. My objection mostly is that – I, I want the Texans to spend, you know, carefully but aggressively, but in positions of, of need where they have more need. Landry made a good point yesterday, which was that, like, hey, you know, the, the wide receivers for the Texans don't have the, the gleamingest track record of health, you know. Um, and, and that is a good – that's a very good point, I think. But the issue is that I still feel there's more glaring needs in the spots where you don't even have starters right now. That's where I'm – that's where I am on it. As far as like, so I just don't want to spend on what I think for Mike Evans would be a really pretty lucrative contract for him, um, even at his age because he's still been so productive. So that's that's where I am. Um, if the Texans did it, I would be critical of them for the way they're managing their cap, and yet I'd also be kind of like you know, like oh crap, they got Mike Evans. Holy crap! Yeah, no, they, <laughs> I mean that would it would scare the hell out of the rest of the AFC South. Yeah, I can yeah, tell you yeah, that right yeah. now. And, and and by the way. Hey, who knows, man? Like, look, the Evans thing isn't something you're looking at and what's it going to be like five years from now. If you're just looking, I'm, I'm kind of slightly, I guess, making a case for maybe maybe Mike Evans paying more than I would want to for him. If we're looking solely, huh, okay, I was going to say, if we're looking solely at 2024, you're going against a bunch of quarterbacks where you might need some heavy artillery to hang in those games. But you know what also helps? Guys on defense against good quarterbacks. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm more workshopping this thing here with, with, um, with Mike Evans. I guess with Evans, what if, what if the marquee guys on defense dried up? 
Like, there's no Matabike available. And right. We'll get to that in a second. Yes. Josh Allen. There's no Josh Allen. There's no yeah. Christian Wilkins. There's no Patrick Queen. There's a, all the guys that are in that twenty to twenty five million dollar range. And I, I'm on the record as you are of saying. Wouldn't mind the Texans getting one of those guys. I need to go hog wild, but one of those guys would be really, really good. If everything on defense dries up, but they got the cap space to go do it, does that change the calculus at all? That's a, that's the huge part of just trying to say exactly what you want in free agency because the Texans can say the same thing, uh, you know, as they're meeting right now, but they know that some guys are simply either going to re-sign with their own teams. The guys that you like, you know, like let's say we have our little power rankings of various free agents and everything, but there might only be a couple of the marquee guys out there on defense that they feel really fit their scheme. In that instance, then yeah, that's and that's another thing. I'll hold myself back in like being like beating the Texans up over the head with this. Depending on who's actually available and out there in free agency, yeah, it might end up being that, all right, spending on a running back or a wide receiver makes more sense. Um, I just, I have, Sean, I have wants. I have needs. Yeah. Sethy, Sethy needs to take care of his business. Okay? I know. I, I, I want would, Christian Wilkins on this football team. I, 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 I would be shocked if the Texans weren't able to get one of those guys. For I mean, it's a desirable yeah. place to play now, especially on defense. D'Amico Ryans is going to be your head coach, especially if you're a defensive lineman or a linebacker. You're in the front seven. I think they are going to get one of those guys if they want them, if that's what they want to do. Um, now, one of them they may not get, Seth, as we continue with some free agency nuggets from the combine that impact the Texans. Eric DaCosta, the GM of the Ravens, says that the team will likely use the franchise tag on Justin Matabike if they if they need to. So the, yeah. the Matabike dream may be over for, for Texan fans. I, I feel like, uh, for whatever it's worth, it seems like, kind of sentiment had started to shift over towards the, the Ravens not letting Matabike go no yeah. matter what. I, I could. It's interesting because I like Patrick Queen a lot, and yet you know I, I always get a little bit nervous when you look at how other teams are making their decisions. And it might be as simple as like, hey, Matabike is just a more valuable position, defensive line, than, than off-ball linebacker, and maybe that's why they want to keep him. But for whatever reason – they they might be choosing Matabike over Matt, uh, over Patrick Queen. Yeah, you know. Do you, how much? Okay, in looking at because Patrick Queen's an interesting one because we brought his name up before. I like Patrick Queen. Um, how much does it factor in that he's playing next to maybe the best inside linebacker in football, Roquan Smith? You know? Oh, in ter- okay. How does that the, change how things? It, how much does it factor in the Ravens wanting to keep or in, like us judging Patrick? Us Queen? judging Patrick Queen. Like, does yeah, it make his? Does it make him look better that he's out there with Roquan Smith? Yeah, I think it. Like, it's impossible for it not to. Yeah. So yeah, and, and how Patrick much Queen, does it factor in? Right, it? right, right. Patrick Queen is. Um, He's a tricky one because I feel like he's gotten better over the course of four years. His first couple of years, it was dicey. And then these last couple of years, he's really started to thrive. And like a lot of guys on that defense, they looked, I mean, they looked better when Roquan Smith got there. That Ravens defense last year, when they got Roquan Smith all of a sudden two years ago, it was like it flipped the switch. I was like, oh, it's back to being a Ravens defense again. Yep. It kind of been shoddy. And then there we go, back to being a Ravens defense. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. Yeah, that makes me want Levante David even more. I, yeah, I do. Give me Levante David on a one-year deal. Yes, much less risk. Uh, he's been the guy for many, many years. Older. Um, yes. And, and as we talked about before, too, I think between Christian Harris and Patrick Queen, I don't know if either of those guys are the guys that you want to be the signal caller. Right. You know, Christian Harris might be next year or the year after, but I'm, I'm wondering – 
Just in D'Amico yesterday saying that he looked at last year like Christian Harris's rookie year, it feels like he's saying, like, yeah, he's still, you know, he's, he's got a great future ahead of him, but he's still on the rise. Yeah. And maybe he's not quite ready to, and my, my, my interpretation would be, yeah, maybe he's not quite ready to be the signal caller. Um, last one here of Nuggets from yesterday. Legereus Sneed, the top shelf cornerback for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, had a great season last year. Uh, according to Matt Verderam, uh, NFL reporter, and I'd seen some other rumors of this as well. Uh, I saw 80% chance Legereus Sneed gets the franchise tag from Kansas City, which is interesting because they've also got Chris Jones, whose option they exercise so that they could potentially use the franchise tag on him. Yeah. So they've got some decisions to make. March 5th is the deadline to put a franchise or to, uh, to offer the franchise tag tender to a player. Um, they've, they've, they've got about a week to figure this thing out here. The if you're trying to talk yourself out of luxurious need or you know you just want them to spend money elsewhere, I think there's there's a couple things about any player from Kansas City. It's that Spagnolo is so good, and they run such an aggressive scheme, and that that and they do such a good job coaching up their defensive backs that yeah I don't I don't know if you can necessarily transfer or expect that same performance. And luxurious need also has had a. I'm, I can't talk myself out of him. He's had a boatload of penalties, but other than that, I think he's, he's a good really player, good quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, the only the, the part about Kansas City coaching guys up is I think they might – people wondered whether they would look at it and say, like, okay, well, we can develop another luxurious need. But maybe they got to the point where they're like, all right, well, let's be honest with ourselves. Uh, yeah, we let's pat ourselves on the back for developing him, but he's also really, really, really good. Yeah. Good player. All right, um, so those are some of the nuggets from the Combine from other GMs, other teams, that I think impact the Tech. I think all those guys are guys who are on the radar hardcore for the Houston Texans in free agency potentially. All right, did D'Amico Ryans tip his hand on any of the Texans' own free agents yesterday? Devin Singletary he was asked about. Dalton Schultz he was asked about. Jonathan Grenard he was asked about. Seth and I will... uh, we will discuss, maybe even power rank, the chances of these guys coming back based on D'Amico yesterday. That is coming up next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Live from the Twin Peaks Studios, Sports Radio 610 presents. 
Payne and Pendergast. I will do the eight at eight. Eight stories to get your day going in a story-heavy day. It's fun. Combine going on. Nick Casario meets with the media at noon today. You'll hear it right here on Sports Radio 610. Oh. John Harris joins us at the Combine. Johnny's texting me right now. I said, we're good for 820 or 825 whenever he's coming on. He said, yeah, if I can pull myself away from this Liatu Leitu press conference right now. The kid from UCLA. <laughs> he's snapping pictures and sending them to me. He's so excited. Johnny's at excited. Disney World right now. Oh, so, yeah. so we get players today. All right. We get, yeah, player press conferences today. We didn't yep. have any yesterday, right? Not that, that I know right? of. No, no, I know no of. yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Which quarterback are you most interested in hearing from? Is it Caleb Williams? Is it just it, by default? Uh, that's a, you know what? That's an excellent question, Sean. I haven't even thought about like the personality side of things. I'm kind of intrigued by J.J. McCarthy. Uh, I'm, <laughs> just because I know very little about him uh, in terms of like, actually, I haven't watched him do interviews or anything. Yeah. And I always anticipate a certain level of Jim Harbaugh weirdness to rub off on a guy. Uh, <laughs> but But beyond that, Drake May, I need to see, I need to hear Drake May answer for himself on why he doesn't feel like he needs to throw Me too. at the combine. All three of these guys. I mean, Caleb Williams, Drake May, and Jaden Daniels aren't throwing at the combine. I I know like it's the least physically taxing thing. Honestly, it's the least physically taxing thing anybody has to do at the combine. And I would put it even like below the S2 test itself, which apparently involves some little level of video game playing. Right. It's the least it's the easiest thing you can do, and you can only everybody will forgive you if you've got some errant passes to receivers that you've never worked with before. But like it was CJ Stroud last year, it was just another check in the box for CJ of like, oh yeah, this guy. Uh, oh, people don't know how he's gonna uh, if he can if he can use his athleticism effectively versus a good defense. So what's he do? He just goes off versus Georgia and and trucks them with his legs and, and, and scrambling for time and whatnot. And then they're like, oh, it, it, I don't know. How's he going to hold up to the pressure of the combine? Hey, he throws. He, yeah. he throws and he has one of the best performances that anybody's ever had. This combine. How's he going to withstand the scrutiny of the S2? <laughs> this combine. He's going to destroy the Panthers by them taking the guy with the highest two score <laughs> That's test. right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, this combine – might make me like C.J. Stroud even more than the combine C.J. Stroud actually participated in. Uh-huh. Because these three quarterbacks are being, they're being wussies about it. Throw! Just throw. Be a competitor. It's a throw. Like you're throwing the football. Throw! It's the easiest thing to do God. physically. I yeah, mean, it's, it's hard to do it well. But in terms of exertion level, yeah. it's in terms of exertion level, it's the easiest thing anybody does at the combine. Yep. My God. All right, let's, um, let's dig into to, to D'Amico here. D'Amico was asked both in his national press conference and his breakout with the local media, he was asked about three of the primary free agents with the Texans. All right, so let's do the little game we play where we read into the audio here and try to figure out where the Texans are at with these free agents right now based on D'Amico Ryan's answers. Here's the first one. He was asked two questions in about... Devin Singletary. Here is D'Amico Ryans on free agent running back Devin Singletary. Yeah, very pleased with Devin. I remember sitting in a free agent visit with Devin and just, man, his personality, his demeanor, it was a guy I knew I wanted to work with right away. Right, Devin is made of the right stuff. He's a hard worker. He's a leader. He shows up every day in practice with a great attitude, and the guys around him feed off of that. Right, so Devin was a great guy. We'll see what happens in free agency, but we'd love to have Devin back just because of what he brought to our team. He was uh, he was definitely a bright spot for us in that running back room. A lot of a uh, lot of behind the scenes answer there. The first time I sat down with Devin, would love to have him back. Was the big 
That was a big size 72 font cut right there. Like, would love, love to, have to have him back. Love to have right. him back. Yeah. yeah, very enthusiastic. Now, this was the fourth fourth question. Was early in the Rel- press conference. Relatively yeah. early in yeah. the press conference. Yep. Yeah. So keep that in mind. I think there's okay. some some factors we got to take into account when we hear him answer other questions about people. Because a lot of people have been comparing the enthusiasm and that and that quote, like we would love to have him back, about Devin Singletary, what we're about to hear, right, Seth, from yep. about Dalton Schultz. Okay, so here was D'Amico asked several questions later about tight end Dalton Schultz. Thirteenth question. Thirteenth question. question. There we go. Nine yeah. questions later. Yeah, Dalton did a really nice job for us in a passing game uh, when that was – two-minute drives where we were able to win a few games, Dalton really showed up in a situational football third down. He showed up making big catches for us. So uh, we'll see what happens with Dalton in free agency, but I'm very, very proud of what he did for us last year. No love to have him back, but I don't think that doesn't mean D'Amico doesn't want Dalton Schultz back. I do my, – my read, Seth, into this is that the negotiations with Dalton Schultz may not be going as smoothly right now as as, as some seem to think they may be going. Like somebody asked him, like, yeah, how are you doing? Like, uh, how's it, how's – if they'd ask him directly, like, how are the negotiations going with Dalton Schultz, internally he might just be kind of like, Ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that elicits a we'll see sometimes. Like, we'll, yeah, we'll see. We'll see, yeah. We'd love to have him back. Or maybe he's just pessimistic about it in general. Yeah. That he doesn't feel like maybe Dalton Schultz's people have already told him, like, ah, look. Now, okay, because I think some people took it almost like it sounded like he didn't uh, love Devin Single or didn't love Dalton Schultz as much as Devin Single. That's, that, that's how a lot of people took it, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say – Devin Singletary was the fourth guy he was answering a question about. Okay. Whereas Dalton Schultz was the 13th guy. So you think Tomiko was getting fatigued? Yeah, it was the 13th question. Right. Um, I I think if I read the transcript, if I read the transcript, it actually looks, if anything, it, it actually sounds like more of an endorsement for Dalton Schultz, the football player. Okay. And for Devin Singletary, it sounds like an endorsement for Devin Singletary, the person. Yes. Because, what, like, what did I tell you earlier about what do you want to hear about what teammates say about their players at the Combine? Like, with C.J. Stroud, like, all these stories that C.J.'s teammates told D'Amico. You know, they weren't just giving – they weren't just saying nice things like, oh, he's swell. What a girl. What a great fella. Right. Um, they were, like, giving specific stories about ways that – CJ had been a good leader. Yeah. Likewise, with with um, with Devin Singletary, there was a whole lot of like, oh, he's a hell of a guy, his energy, all that stuff. Didn't really say much about what he did on the field. Mm-mm. With Dalton Schultz, if I do it with the appropriate enthusiasm, mm-hmm. like if this was the fourth question answered, yeah, Dalton Schultz did a really nice job for us in the passing game. On those two-minute drives where we were able to win a few games? Yeah, wave your hands more. Yeah. yeah. Wait, wait, Dalton wait. really showed <laughs> up <you> in situational <laughs> football. Yeah. Third down. He showed up making big catches for us. We'll see what happens with Dalton in free agency, but I am very proud of what he did for us last year. I feel differently now. You're right. Yeah. You know what? I feel I, I feel right. I actually feel a whole lot better about Schultz coming back. <laughs> a slam dunk endorsement. Yep. Listen to, meanwhile, listen to what he said about Devin Singletary. Yeah, very pleased with Devin. Uh, I, I remember sitting in a free agent visit with Devin and just, man, his, uh, his personality, his demeanor. It was uh, okay. the guy I knew I wanted to work with right away. <laughs> okay. Now, now if, we're to, if we're to extrapolate this into real life and we take it in something, a language we can speak, women, 
Yeah. He did kind of say Dalton Schultz is a hot chick and Devin Singletary's got a great personality. Yeah, that's <laughs> what he's saying. He's made of the right stuff. He's yeah. a hard worker. Yeah. Try saying that about a woman. Right. Yeah. What do you like most about your wife? Oh, she's a hard worker. She's a hard worker. <laughs> she's really Never solid. Never complain out of that one. She's really she knows solid. knows her place. We had it written yeah. into the vows, actually, for me. The first time I met you... You're an angel from the sky. You were solid. Yeah. Okay. I'm my interpretation. Honestly, like reading, De- we reading through Devons. It's hard to actually put a bad uh, tone of language. No, no. I, I feel it's like a, there's a good chance Singletary's back after here. Yeah, there's like 2,700 compliments packed into those. Right. How many words was it? 112. 112. <laughs> yeah, a thousand <laughs> compliments into. I did the word count. It was 112 words for yeah. Devin Singletary, and it was 45, I think, for. For Dalton Schultz. It was way less, yeah. Um, here is D'Amico Ryans with the local Houston media when asked about Jonathan Grenard's free agency. JG did a great job for us this year. Uh, he's very productive this year, played physical, uh, did the things we asked him to do. Uh, we'll see where free agency plays out. But love JG and love what he did for us this year. I, I don't even need to read into D'Amico. And like, he was obviously yeah. way toned down there. He wasn't at a podium in front of a thousand people. He was with like five reporters next to a curtain off to the side. So I, I can't read too much into the tone. I just think inherently this is the toughest negotiation the Texans have in free agency. Yeah. Is Jonathan Grenard. Man, like pass rushers are so hard to come by. And I, I think that I think teams have a tendency to undervalue their own guys if they weren't top draft picks. I, I like I it's and it's not that's not a criticism or anything. It's just um sometimes when they're homegrown and they kind of emerge in their last year, I, I think there's more skepticism almost from the team that has them versus the other teams that are out there. They're like, look, he's on the right trajectory. We got to get this guy because our guys suck. Everybody thinks their own pass rushers suck. Um, but that I like, I could see that I could see the Texans thinking, all right, look, we look at him as like a three year, $50 million guy, you know, somewhere between 15, and $18 million a year, whatever it might be. There's other teams out there that desperately need a pass rush. They're like, yeah, we think that's what he's probably worth too, but we're willing to go four years, $80 million. You know what, two sets with a guy like Grenard, who was injured his first three years to yeah. varying degrees, even his good year that he had his first three years, which I think was 21, he had eight sacks in 12 games, I want to say. He still missed five games. You know, and in yeah, the other two years, yeah. he missed a bunch of games. And where I'm going with this is, I think you're right. I think maybe there's a tendency of the team that, that had the free agent in their building for four years maybe tamps the value down a little bit, especially with a player who had injuries, because they the Texans lived through those injuries. Yeah. You know, like they, they, they were felt the brunt of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that I think that can't help but at least subconsciously factor into what you think the value of the player is. Whereas let's take Chicago as an example, the Bears. That's a team I've seen Grenard tied to as a free agent potentially landing there in more than one place. I could totally see Ryan Poles and the Bears sitting there going, okay, well yeah he, he was. They're just looking at the back of the football card. Like, yeah, he missed some games here. But, boy, he went back to work, and he, by his fourth year, look, I mean, just look at the film. Like, he's one of the best defensive ends in football, that kind of Sometimes thing. Sometimes divorce is a good thing. Some, it is. You know what? It really, really is, lovey. <laughs> with the Justin Fields thing, I could see that. That's a that's – a, some, honestly, with quarterbacks – in that situation up there, sometimes divorce is a good thing. Yeah. Given that, like, like now you've got the point where Justin Smith has to sit there and Justin Fields, excuse me, has to sit there and hear all the speculation and uh, you know watch the watch the Bears evaluate all these guys, all that. I, yeah, maybe maybe divorce is the right thing there. Um, 
best cut from a GM so far at the Combine. I don't know what it is yet. Nick Sirianni certainly in line for telling us there's no book on leadership. Yeah. Um, this one was pretty good, though. I This one is one that Texan fans probably listen, probably listen to and go, yeah, we okay, we lived that before. Here was Brandon Bean, Buffalo Bills GM, on trading up for Josh Allen back in 2018. I mean, we got criticized a little bit for how much we gave up for Josh. And I'm like, well, if he doesn't work out, I'm not going to be here anyway. And if he does work out, nobody's going to give a <laughs> I mean, that's... I, and I it's see very all these Bills fans. I see all these Bills fans in the comments going like, "Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah." Really? And I'm like, "Yeah, that's honestly even having seen it work out, like, what, like what kind of a BS selfish attitude that's is that?" That's selfish. I was just going to say like, the same. What thing. kind of custodianship do you have of that team? Like, honestly, I've I've heard some GMs, and I'm not trying to kiss Nick's butt here or anything. I've heard a lot of GMs say this that like. Part of the responsibility of a GM is feeling like like you need to be the person that's taking care of this business, not just for the short term, but for the long term for your owners. And, you know, I don't know. Maybe that's something that, like, Belichick preaches. Like, I remember Scott Pioli talking about it when he was in Kansas City. And, like, obviously, Scott Pioli is a GM in Kansas City, whatever. But, like, his part of his philosophy was that he needed to treat the owner's money like it was his own. And so, yeah, with Bean, it's like, all right, yeah, it worked out. But, like, that's the exact same thing that Bill O'Brien did when he knew, when he was making his splurge in 2020 and trading away DeAndre Hopkins and doing this, all this other crazy stuff. He knew damn well that he wasn't, if it didn't work out, he wasn't going to, he was still going to get paid because his contract's guaranteed and he wasn't going to have to be here to clean it up because he would have gotten fired, you know? Yeah. It's the wrong edit. Like, it's honestly, it's, it's the wrong, it's the wrong life attitude. Yeah, and like if you're, if you're the GM of a football team, you should have some level of stewardship and, and like a sense of responsibility to the long-term viability of the team. Not this like eh, if it doesn't work, I'll just get fired. I don't know, man. I guess well, the closest move that Nick would have made to something where you could ask yourself that question would be the Will Anderson trade, probably. Right? Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I think the difference with Will Anderson, or maybe yeah, maybe so. Like in action, maybe that is the same thing. Yeah. Um. The thing about Will Anderson is that for the amount of price they paid to get up to where they did, I think the biggest thing, when I've heard some GMs talk about this, it's like you're in that top five. You start to think more about like, all right, who are the guys with the high floors? Like, because right, like, if you're talented enough to be up there, you're a legitimate bona fide top five. But then there's like a, there's a Kayvon Thibodeau type, and then there's a Will Anderson type. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like... Kayvon Thibodeau, like there's a lot of people wondering, like, ah, man, I just don't, I don't know. I just, I think so, but I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah. With Will Anderson, there was zero. Is in terms of, is the guy going to play his ass Culture off? Is risk. the guy, yeah. is the guy going to stay focused? All that stuff. So like, and I'm not trying to bust on Kayvon Thibodeau. You know, like it's, he seems to be working out pretty well. Um, but I think that Will Anderson was the like the level, the the perception of where his floor was was resoundingly and like almost unanimously that he was going to be a really good football player. It's just, okay, does he work out in terms of being worth a top five? You never know for sure. And, and I think they were almost paying that premium for security and safety in that regard. You know the wild thing about that? Everybody was criticizing the Texans for, um, for giving up the, their first in 2024 in that deal. Everybody thought it was going to be a top five pick. Everybody was wrong. Um, 
And and Nick even said to us, like, we thought we were going to be a pretty good team going into the year. Like, we they the, the Texans had a much higher impression of what they were going to be in 2023 than the rest of the league did. And they ended up being right. The crazy thing is now you look at it, Seth, and the, the, two, the two premium picks they gave up in that Will Anderson trade, and I'm not counting the 12th pick in that because you're moving up from 12 to 3. And, you know, I always look at it. You're paying all the picks you give up to move up nine spots. That's how I look at it. The yeah. picks they gave up to move up from 12 to 3, the premium picks were the first rounder this year and the 33rd overall pick in the draft last year, their second round pick. Yeah, That second round pick, actually, if you pull out the draft chart, was actually a more valuable pick than the 27th pick in this year's draft. A high yeah. second round pick in the moment right, right, is yeah. worth a first round pick, like a middle of the first round you get pick. get a big discount for next, going to year. next year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, in, 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 like in retrospect, that ended up, ended up being on the draft chart the more valuable pick. And it, I think it wound up being... It wound up being Joey – I think the Steelers wound up taking Joey Porter Jr. with that pick, if I'm not mistaken. It might have been Will Levis. I can't remember. Um, but anyways, yeah, it's just uh, – it's wild how things work out. That first-round pick wound up being 27th overall in this draft. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 